Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, who is the living Christ. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for this day for the many gifts that you have given to us. Be with us and guide us and help us to grow in our faith, to serve you and to serve your world. This we ask in your holy and your precious name. Amen. In the Gospel of Mark, there are two words that are used over and over and over again in conjunction with one another. And they are, and immediately. And so, everything in Mark is, we're in a hurry. We're trying to do this. And immediately, go do this. And immediately, go do this. And immediately. And in our world today, we actually can resonate with that. And immediately, you must go here for your job. Or, and immediately, you need to do this. Or, I have a project for you. When do you need it done? Yesterday. Or, and immediately, I need to see the doctor. Even on the golf course. Played golf the other day, and a brand new GPS system in the golf cart. And it said, you are six minutes behind. The ranger may come and kick you off the course if you don't speed up play. When you're supposed to be careful with your swing. And immediately, hurry up. You're holding up the course. So it doesn't seem to flow with the sense of the gospel of Mark when our lesson starts today, and Jesus talked them to a place for rest. But in order to understand that, I think we need to go back a little bit in the, in the Gospel of Mark. You know, our, our, we're in the year of Mark, and, and we skip all over the place in our pericope. So we, we've missed a section because it's covered in another year. But at the beginning of Mark chapter 6... We have the commissioning of the disciples and Jesus sending them out two by two. And he sends them out to every town and village and city and tells them to go. And he gives them authority to, to cure the sick and to cast out demons. And they have been out working hard and they come back and they're excited to tell Jesus all that they have done. And it is obvious that they need Rest. I think we all could agree that sometimes we need rest. And they need rest, and so they are going to go somewhere. If you will, on that disciple apostolic retreat to get away from everybody. But it doesn't quite work out that way as is life, right? Because as they're going, the crowds went ahead of them and found them, and Jesus, as he saw them, is told, he said, they were like sheep without a shepherd. Now, if you know anything about sheep, you have to really, really, really 
take care of them because they will not know when to stop eating. They won't necessarily get out of the weather on themselves. And if you're out in the middle of nowhere, out in the fields, you have to protect them from the wild animals because they have no way to really protect themselves. And Jesus sees this group. And when we think of the good shepherd, you know, we have this beautiful stained glass window behind you of Jesus with the good shepherd. We think certainly Jesus is going to, to feed them. He's going to heal them. He's going to take care of them. And what does Mark say? He had compassion on them. And he began to teach them. Wow. It's not really the, the concept of the good shepherd, is it? Where we think of Jesus holding the lambs and holding and, and being, bring the children unto me. Now, the Gospels don't tell us what Jesus was teaching them, but if we look at all the other teachings of Jesus, we can make a pretty good educated guess. It was probably that you are to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And that's the greatest commandment, right? And the second commandment is like the first. You are to love your neighbor as yourself. It is probably, Jesus probably was teaching them that that they needed to care for the hungry and feed the hungry and clothe the naked and visit those who were in prison because we know Jesus did those things. That would have been themes that we know Jesus has done so we can assume that maybe that's what Jesus was saying as he taught these, these sheep that had no shepherd. What it is, it's, it's like these sheep were stuck in their their box of this is how we have to do things. And Jesus was shepherding them, teaching them that they can go further. They, can, they don't have to live in this box, that they can go outside of that box and do things that are new and different than what maybe the law had taught them. But the other thing that amazes me about this text is how did they know it was Jesus? Did they go to the Walmart and see a poster of Jesus hanging on the wall? Nancy says no. I mean, none, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels do not ever give us a physical description of Jesus. So how did they know it was Jesus? They knew it was a guy. They knew it was somebody that was curing the sick and, and casting out demons. But it was more than just that because in the gift and promise of God's love, as they were taught by the shepherd, they knew it was Jesus because of that promise of love. The gift of God in their lives. And for you and for me, in the midst of good times and bad times, when we're at the top of the mountain and when we're in that low valley, when we're going across things, when we get that, when we have a family member that gets that diagnosis that we don't want, or maybe a, maybe ourselves, or we get that notification that our job is changing and we're not happy, or whatever it might be, we have the promise that Jesus is there with us but how do we still recognize Jesus 
I hope as you look around the room and see the folks sitting with you, you see Jesus. Did you think ever about that? Martin Luther tells us that we all are like little Christs. Right? That we are to go out into the world and to share and that the promise and the gift of God's love is living in and through us, through the waters of baptism as we are fed at the table, through the promise of God who sent his son to die on the cross and who raised him from the dead. The promise of that love is with us and as little Christs, as Luther said, we are going forth in the name of the living God to share the love of God in good times and in bad times, to be that listening ear and that promise of hope so that all will come to know that the promise of God is not only something that happened in the Bible, but the promise of God is for you and for me today. And that through our faith, that we cannot have alone, but by the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through us, we too recognize Jesus because of faith. We recognize the gift and the promise of God. And as children of God, we get sent. And so, we need rest. But we're like sheep that need that shepherd and we have been taught. And now it's time for us to go. I hope and pray that we will reach out to this world that is broken, this world that is in desperate need of having that word of hope, that word of love, that word of care shared with them, that we will be part of that, that we will be instruments of that grace of God given to us. And as children of God sent, fed and nourished and sent, Let's go. Let people see Jesus in you, at work and at play. Let the world see Jesus in you so that all will come to know that God is indeed love and that Jesus is always here with us now and forever. Amen.